I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out together. <laughs> you want to do the intro? It doesn't matter. You can do the intro. It's okay. I just wanted to throw you off. All right. I'm James DeBrooker. Again, with me as always is my co-host, Megan Griffin. Welcome back to this week's installment of A Handbook for a Handbook for Mortals. The weekly chapter-by-chapter chapter deep dive into Lanny Sarum's debut media vertical. <laughs> uh, media franchise? Well, I, I think vertical is more the proper term because it sounds like Internet 2.0 and disrupty and stuff. Interesting. Um, well, it's... We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Um, but before we talk about that... Um, actually, no, no, no. After we talk about that, because it seems like <laughs> our um, beloved author, Lonnie Sarum, has turned into a bit of a Becky with a bad book. Again, um, it's, it's Lanny. Lanny. Lanny with right. an L. Lanny with an L. All right. Um, so why don't you talk about... First of all, let's talk about the uh, the panel that she's at, at the well, Agile Writers Conference, because there's there are two specific words in that panel that I wanted to draw your attention to. Well, before we do really any heavy talking about this, I do want to point out that, as we have said in the first episode, like, this isn't... There are so many bad movie podcasts. There are so many bad book podcasts. That's all this is. It's never been about trying to hurt the author or anything. So I don't want... This is not, like a bash the author thing this is we're going to talk about what she did this week because we have some thoughts so like again just a reminder like whatever we're having fun james and i are bonding you know mac and uh zade style here over an enjoyment of reading a really not great book so with that being in mind um we want to start with a panel yes um so, which I found. Um, it was brought to my attention through the fact that there was a $10 off coupon for people who want to get in an early admission. Um, uh, Lanny Serum is doing a panel. Um, she's not the only author. I think she's one of eight over a weekend. And her topic, her presentation topic, uh, involves basically her side of gaming the New York Times. Um, I have the uh, description in front of me. Good, because I don't. Uh, okay. Uh, how I navigated the NYT bestseller list. The book industry is a mess. I didn't realize how much until I put out my first novel and officially became the only person to ever get kicked off the New York Times bestseller list. Feel free to read the 769 articles that were written about me in the nine days after I got kicked off. Not one reporter wrote what really happened, but I'll tell you in person. I can help you navigate the book industry and the pitfalls and make sure you give making it your best shot. Um, now, I will point out that one can navigate something in the sense of, in the event of a fire, please find your way to the nearest exit, which <laughs> appears to be the advice that is given here. Um I mean, so first of all, kudos for her for taking her poor idea and turning it into cash money any way she can. Like, kudos for you. If someone's paying to come see this panel, cool. I'm not. Yep. I'm not that invested. I'm invested. I'm not that invested. Um, I mean, she's got my money. I, di <laughs> I didn't buy this with 25 fucking irony <laughs> dollars. So, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that just broke me a little bit. All um, right. Read the description again. Um, I had sorry. another comment. I'll stop you when I hear it again. 
boy, if only someone had emailed me this and I didn't have to scroll back through my phone to find the uh I didn't realize we were making a list of I had to make an actual formal outline of what we were talking about. Um Alright, um but the book industry is a mess. Didn't realize how much until I put out my first novel. Officially became the only person to ever get kicked off New York Times bestseller list. Seven hundred sixty nine articles. Oh, that's uh, where it was. Okay. So seven hundred and sixty nine articles and not one of them tells the truth. I, there are articles in there where she was interviewed. Like, it's not 790 or 69 articles um, where nobody asked for her input. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Whatever. So that's 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 something that one can exchange money for. Um, but let's talk about this blow up in the uh, <laughs> the the young authors writer group. Now well, you no, keep it's not saying a younger, young authors writing group. It's just a oh, writers okay. group. Okay, um, writers group. So apparently, what happened? It was brought to our attention through a couple ways. Um, Lainey Serum went around posting a, a copy pasting a post in a bunch of different writing groups. And like to be fair, most groups you join on Facebook require you to do. An intro, copy-paste, not that big of a deal. A lot of people were apparently insulted by this. Like, whatever. But it's basically, you know, saying, this is who I am. This is how you probably know my name. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So, that's fine and dandy. You do you. She happened to post in a public group. So, like, what she did in private groups, if I have any knowledge of that, it's not getting shared here. Because those are private groups. But there is a public group. Wait, do you have any knowledge of the private groups? Uh, no, I actually don't. But Okay. Um, Just making sure. No, I really we're, don't. We'll, we'll save that one for a handbook for a handbook for Mortals After Dark. There you go. So the, there's one in a public group that the link was sent to me and I started reading. And people were asking questions and she was actually answering. So I actually ended up joining the group because I had questions that I wanted answered. Um, oh, don't we all? <laughs> you know... Not I I don't I didn't join to slammer I didn't join to to troll her or anything like I legitimately and we're now what seven episodes into this like I am more invested in this book than I have been in any other book I've given one star in my life and that includes books that I read for college that I hated so some of the questions that were asked you know why is it YA and she is still claiming that she has never ever marketed it it as YA and honestly. I don't know enough about the New York Times to know if they just randomly assign things. Um, I can tell you that the, the chapter we're going to talk about after this reads like a YA novel in its obnoxiousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't necessarily... I don't agree with it, but I don't disagree with it. Um, someone also asked, you know, if you aren't marketing this as YA or whatever... Why did you vote in the Goodreads um, Awards as a YA book? And she did not actually answer that. But someone else made a good point of, you know, if my book was getting famous for being something, fuck it. I'll lean into it. Market it. Now, what I was specifically wanting to talk about was... I'm getting there. uh, Okay. Okay, because we, we sort of have to talk to about the uh, the yen to this book's yang of the hate yes. you give. So throughout all these questions, there actually there were a lot of people that were like, I have no idea who you are. 
So really, again, <laughs> to acknowledge that most of the scandal probably happened in the YA literature community. Um, to which our author, Lanny Serum, keeps talking about how they're so close-knit and not accepting of new people, and this is why she got targeted. And specifically, she got targeted by the author of The Hate You Give. And the author of The Hate You Give is? I think it's Angie Thomas. Yes, Angie Thomas. Fuck yes, I got it right. All right, I was going to say, you're the one who edits this, so you take as much time as you need. Um, Sorry, the author of The Hate You Give, Angie Thomas. Yes. So for starters, Angie Thomas, The Hate You Give, is a brand new book. It, uh, sorry, that, I mean, every book at some point is a brand new book. It is her first book. Angie Thomas is a brand new author. Now, I don't know anything of her background. For all I know, she could be Oprah's best friend and this is how she got a writing deal. I have no idea. But the fact of the matter is, They Hate You Give is a book by an author who is a first-time author. And she made it to the top of the New York Times for uh, weeks. The uh, her her previous claim to fame was uh, she's a former teen rapper whose greatest accomplishment was an article about her in Write On magazine. Cool. So you know, yeah. so again, not a terribly different background from the author of Handbook for Mortals, which we keep adding an A to. I think it's just Handbook for Mortals. Now I okay. Wait, wait, wait. Pause because. It's a wildly Someone, different They background. both grew up in entertainment, is what I mean. Yes, if you boil down to it, it is different. But you've got someone who is on one side of entertainment, was a rapper. The other has been in small parts as an actress and managed bands. What's interesting is that I'm 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 doing some um, uh, internet research, as one does. and <laughs> While they're podcasting. Right. I mean, I'm not looking at porn or anything. Um, Please don't while we're recording. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, There's no, there's no, there's no web presence for, for Lanny beyond um, a Twitter profile and articles about the whole thing. Um, Let me see here. Um, She's an author of she she has a piece on the Huff, Huffington Post mm-hmm. which puts her in um company uh I honestly believe the steps I took are well within the rules so okay um so wait I want to talk about that really quick yes okay so if you are actually truly coming from this and you don't know the scandal the scandal is that her book was bulk bought and not a way that registered as being bulk bought because you can have bulk buy your book and still end up on the New York Times. There's usually an asterisk that says this book was bulk bought. And yes, publishing companies do things to get their books on the New York Times. Like nowhere do I want it stated that I am claiming like this list is perfect and correct, whatever. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what's on the New York Times half the fucking time because I read so many books at, at random. But oh, this is funny she cops to it so uh, she the that's so it was bulk bought so it came out that she, basically they went and bought i think it's eighteen thousand copies of books 
that they claim are pre-sales and books for cons and that they were going to turn around and sell them because right. outside of bookstores or websites, those sales aren't registered to get you on the New York Times. Now, she, the author herself explains, in order to sell books at these events, I had to have books to this, books to sell. If I had purchased the books directly from my distributor, a task of books, they would not count as sales for purposes of the New York Times list. If they were purchased from booksellers, brick and mortar or online, they would count. While I didn't limit my purchase to only those booksellers involved in the Times list, I did purchase books in bulk from booksellers to resell them later at events. Yes. Okay. Now, my first... But anyway, back to... Yeah, sorry. We're jumping around a little bit. Here's... The two main thoughts that I have with this are, one, so you bulk bought so you get on the New York Times list for one week? Like, were you going to turn around the next week and buy 18,000 more copies? Are you trying to claim that you sell 18,000 copies every week? Like, it doesn't add up. The cons that she does, statistically, you're not selling 18,000 books at these cons. Meaning... George, is it M, George R.R. R. Martin, whatever his name is, he's not well, selling 18,000 books at these cons. Stephen King wouldn't. If J.K. Rowling, who I'll get to that in a second, she compared herself to, was at a book con, or at a comic con, um, she wouldn't sell 18,000 books. So, like, it, it, it honestly, by this point, I am starting to believe that they did the scandal to... Not Drama to bring, publicity. not to bring, yeah, not to bring light to the fact that that there are truly issues and how books are calculated and totaled in sales. Because in all honesty, that's not something that you can truly track. Um, but I think they did it because you know it ends up on the New York Times bestsellers list. If it had appeared at number ten, odds are none of us would have paid attention. And again, we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah. So anyway, let's go. Let's go back to the manufactured beef twixt her and Angie yes. Thomas. So, anyways, so if you, from what I'm gathering, reading this now, over a thousand commented posts, is that Lanny Serum believes that Angie Thomas got annoyed that she got bumped out of the number one spot and sent people after her to start this drama. And her basis for this is the fact that Angie's either editor or um, what are the two things you need when you're an author? Agent. It's either her editor or agent. Took these guys that figured out what happened out for drinks after the scandal or after the book was pulled um, and had put it on Twitter and like hashtag handbook cocktails or something like that. Like, okay. Oh, so, so, so someone so. got a little bit salty, but the fact of the matter is like, no one, I'm sorry. Angie Thomas is a brand new author there. She had, by this point, by the time the scandal happened, she had a movie deal that had already had at least the main character cast, if not like most of the main cast cast. So there's no way that like this one list that's, Honestly, I, James, I couldn't tell you what's top of New York Times right now. Um, no, and, and like, we all know how in the book world I am. Like, 50% of my podcasts are book related. Like, it's, 
insane. Like, there is no way that, honestly, she gets bumped off this list and she sends the dogs after someone. So someone tags Angie Thomas in and goes, hey, just so you know, in this very public post in this Facebook group, Lanny Serum is calling you out. So Angie Thomas on Twitter basically went, dude, no, this is not what happened. Don't take my, you know, don't pull my name through the mud. You know, if you had done this in a proper way or a proper manner, we would be celebrating you as we did with the person who actually bumped her out of the number one spot. And by the way, the hate you give is still like number two or number three. But now, go ahead. Well, the one thing that I wanted to point out here is that in the middle of all this, and this is the one thing about this whole thing that I remember because life's too short for me to keep internet drama in my head, but someone comes up and uh, all lives matters, the hate you give and talks about how it's a book about uh, hating cops and white people. And Lanny Sarum immediately goes, can we be friends? That is problematic. Like, either she's got someone who is telling her to market this, lean into the fact that you are hated, and just continue to be hated, and people will hate buy your books, or they'll buy them, you know, because they meet you at cons because they like you, and And, whatever. But yeah, no, seriously, there's a post where someone called out that it's basically, it's a white hate cop hate Black Lives Matter bullshit book on the list. And people that would be the start... hate you give, not a handbook for mortals. Yes. Or not a handbook for mortals. And this launched me into a very long rant yesterday at James um, when he asked me, because I've read The Hate You Give, because I wanted to understand both sides of this. Um, and The Hate You Give is not... Spoilers for A Hate You Give. The Hate You Give, from my point of view, is a very difficult book to digest because it talks about a lot of very serious things. But at the end of the day, it is a book that goes, we have a lot of problems in this country. One of them is that either you can take it. And I, spoiler alert, I am a white woman. So like what I'm saying is how I interpreted this at the end of the day, please don't, you know, yell at me, but like the black community views that they, that there is, I can't think of the word, prejudice From my understanding, okay, hold on, hold on. James DeBrucker with a hot tag here. The hate you give, the hate you give deals explicitly with the pressures faced by the black community in the wake of police violence directed towards yes. the black community. Yes, but on top of that, it is also about how you cannot trust the media. And it is about finding your identity as a teenager it is not a book that goes you should not trust cops you should not trust white people you know it's not you shouldn't any- trust cops or white people i mean to be <laughs> fair but um it, it, it is much more than and than a, just a book where a, a cop shoots and kills a kid so to see it boil down to being this like you're 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 being you're being too generous by ex- describing that as boiling it down. Anyone who says Black Lives Matter bullshit is a racist. <laughs> so this pr- racist goes to a public group and says something racist. Yeah, and La- and Lanny Sarum immediately goes, "Let's be friends." I was going to send you a friend request, but it won't let me. I feel like I'm in third grade. Do you want to be friends? 
I don't think she wants to be friends with this person to have a teaching moment about how... Yeah, it's not like... Yeah. It's not like, hey, I thought your book was legitimately better. It's... I want to be friends with you. I don't like black people. It's <laughs> I don't like black people. And then Lanny Sarum says, I wish we could be friends. Um, God, I really don't want to get hit with anything legal here. Um, I, 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 fucking come find me. Whatever. <laughs> come find me in specific. Don't find Megan. But 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 come at me. I'll I, I, I'll touch gloves. Um, so at the end of the day, this kind of blew up in a lot of different ways. And... A lot of people read her posting as disingenuous because, you know, it's been four months now. Like now, 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 hold on. That's 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 a weasel word. Let's be let's be honest here. Let's be real. A lot of people. We're not talking about a lot of people. We're just hosting the podcast ourselves. Do you view her posting as disingenuous? (sighs) Hmm. Oh, James, you know, I don't like to rock the waters too much. Don't be mean. Um, I don't know what the purpose of her post was. I don't... If she needed to vent, she wouldn't have done it in multiple writing groups. If she needed someone to, like, vent at, you know... God, I hope if you're a writer and you're on Facebook, you were in writing groups before you actually, you know, publish anything so that you find a network of people that you could have that have your back when that day comes when something like this happens to you. I have that in two different forms. And, you know, if it was just in one group, I would totally find it completely genuine. Um, The fact that she did this in multiple groups, it's like, honestly, at the end of the day, were you just trying to bring attention to your book again? For my part, because sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander, (laughs) I completely understand the idea that heel heat is still heat. It is difficult for me to separate how much of this is a genuine sense of being wronged how much of it is heel heat is still heat um how much of it is not necessarily knowing the how a situation looks cf the aforementioned black lives matter bullshit post um i mean i called her becky with a bad book for a reason it's this kind of toxic whiteness expressing itself it's funny every time as victimhood was like the people that genuinely seem to read your book don't particularly care for it her basic response was that's an opinion i get fan mail from people that do like it and you know what at the end of the day including michael rooker including michael rooker now henry portrait of a serial killer has not liked anything that i've done so again i don't know if he actually read the book or just posed for a picture um at the end of the day, yeah, you're always going to... The fact... No, I'm sorry. Actually, what she said angered me. Someone like Twilight and someone like Fifty Shades. And at the end of the day, what this says to me is that someone else wrote a shitty book. They got famous for it. Why can't I? Well, is that all of that? Is that all of that a quote? No, that's me. Okay, the last part was you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, Hitler was democratically elected. So the <laughs> fact that something was popular doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. No. And so my whole reason for joining the group was to ask her because she talks about how she does all these cons and all this thing and blah, 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 blah. And genuinely, my question was, why don't you do book cons? Because at the, you know, 
We've got BookCon, there's BEA, there's Y'all Fest East, there's Y'all Fest West, there's smaller cons, there's one in Boston and a that just passed this past month and I think another one right outside of Boston in January I'm gesturing at James because James lives up in that area um there's one I still spend most of my time in bars I mean do any of these (laughs) I mean I I, I, and I have had my fair share of literary salons and bars but I, I I I never really had any guests of honor per se um you know, I, I spend a lot of time at Books of Wonder going to uh, signings and things. And she got really defensive, like genuinely wasn't trying to. I just don't understand how a new author trying to write a book doesn't go to at least BookCon, which hosts, you know, 30,000 people in New York. Um, Particularly a new author who has some experience ostensibly with the music business. Right. Now... She always talks about her experience with bands like the Plain White Tees, which I couldn't name a song of theirs. Did they do Hey There, Delilah? Yeah, I was about to say Hey Delilah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I couldn't name a second song of theirs. Um, And I have them confused with 50 billion fucking bands that sound like them. Um, And Blues Traveler. But, like, this isn't... This isn't... Yeah, me and Minor Threat got in the van and gigged up and down the the east coast this is but she should still have some idea of how to hustle like how to go out there with a trunk load of books or fucking your hot new mixtape and go out there and hustle for it by going to cons and blah 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 blah, blah. so yeah it surprises me that she would not be going to whatever cons you were talking about because again they're not in bars so i don't know about them yeah i mean basically it was at the end of the day she truly believes that the book industry is not a welcoming environment which is exactly the opposite of how i've seen the book industry like particularly considering that amazon uh amazon book vape has lowered the bar of publication yes ebooks are now book vapes Uh, it's it's much like the position on psilocybin this is this is word of god today (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, the 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 Amazon pub, uh, ebook publishing program has lowered the bar to get out there to fucking zero. I mean, what do you have to do? Um. So I've gone to enough book signings where it's very clear that the authors probably knew about each other, but like maybe hadn't read the, each other's work until they realized that they were touring together, and these people like. They're very, I don't know, I've never met, I have yet to meet an author that I went, wow, you seem very cold and off-putting. And that's knowing that most of these authors are so introverted and, like, this is such an anxiety-filled uh, moment for them, you know, being in a signing. Um, I've read enough of their, you know, uh, think pieces on how those feel. And, like, I mean, Christ, even at BookCon, like, I... I I've never seen, like, if Landy Serum walked into the room with a bunch of other authors, walked into a room with Angie Thomas, my bet, Angie Thomas would not be mean. Like, I don't understand where this vibe of, like, the book community is against me because I'm a new author. The book community got up against you because (laughs) you (laughs) tried to pull one over. And, like... Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but they're going to defend that. 
And do I agree with all the fact that all these people put a one-star review on the book without reading it? No. Like, throw it on a DNR list. Make your comment yes. without the stars. You don't have to put a star rating. Like, what? And listen to us. Listen to our podcast, yes. which I can't believe you didn't pimp our podcast more in that thread. I was actually quite terrified of being like, uh... <laughs> Uh, what if like somehow legally this comes into us? But I think she knows we exist. At least she knows that she's been talked about on a few podcasts because <sighs> someone mentioned that they listened to a podcast. So if you listen to ours, I really hope you did, and I really hope you're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> you guys can't see. I'm I'm I'm, I'm tearing open my shirt to reveal my James Mania <laughs> tank top underneath. Um. So yeah, at the end of the day, like. I'm worried how much this is going to hurt new authors. Um, but that being said, this writing group that I was looking at, um, most of them seemed like assholes and I couldn't even spend 12 hours in the group before I was like, this is terrible <laughs> right. and I'm leaving. Um, the internet, folks, bringing people yeah. together and making them regret it for however many years. So from this 30-minute rant about the fact that, like, don't, like... <sighs> Take away from this any, again, any advertising, any press, any time you're being talked, even if it's bad, it's still a good thing. Um, find yourself a writing group that likes you before you get published. And don't be an asshole, please. Like, it, it, honestly, it was like anytime someone was like, your book isn't great, it was like, I don't really believe that you read it. Like... You just read the sample. Like, someone was like, nobody's read this book. And it was like, dude, I've read this book. I'm about to read it for the second time. I feel like I am definitely the first kid on my block to have a hardbound copy of this fucking thing. <laughs> oh. oh, and right. then to the asshole who volunteered to ghostwrite for her. Like, fuck you. From me to you. Fuck you. Hey, hey, a paycheck is a paycheck. No, all right? we are he publicly volunteered for free to ghostwrite for her. Really? Yes. Oh, I, I must not have sent you that. It was a dick thing. Oof. Like. All right. Well. So. Um, going from going from the phallic to the yonic, we have shake chapters... off all the bad stuff. <laughs> shake, 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 shake. Thank you for shake that. Off. Yes. What's uh, um, the moon this week? Isn't it? Yes. 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 Indeed. Um. So previously on a handbook for mortals, uh, <laughs> Zade, uh did some shit she moved she to left vegas. small town tennessee for vegas yep and auditioned she met for some... a magic show right and it I, attracted the attention of see i've been playing I've, i'm like balls deep in persona games right now and so <laughs> like i'm then? seeing this the this the social links right now so so, so she, what she's... level are her social links right now we've got charles I, th I think she's really been grinding reputation with Mac. Um, that makes sense. So she's probably at about a five, maybe a six with Mac. Because we went from truly hating each other to, like, yep. we kind of are getting along. So um, we've yep. got Sophie. Right, Sophia. That's and, right. And um, that she's been set up as the ostensible antagonist. But I have thoughts about the possible new antagonist. Ooh, interesting. Um, um, Cam, Jackson. Um, you've mentioned Charles. Zeb. Uh, Zeb makes Zeb. another appearance in this. Um, yes. So yeah, so she Tad. had distanced yeah. for a show, gets accepted to the show, gets fawned on by a bunch of guys, 
stops Sophia from dying. Continues to get fawned on by Mac specifically and a little bit of Jackson in the musical chapter. Yep. Um, what talks the about last chapter? She talked about scuba diving and there was that weird interaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, there was the whole thing where it wasn't edited because the voice was all over the place. Oh, yeah. God, last chapter was a mess. I'm sorry, but it okay. really was. We had another Mel who was also female. Well, I think we actually yeah. met Mel Prime this chapter. Okay. So... The moon, as as always, um, my constant companion, Alan Moore. Oh, I thought you meant the moon. That dark is in our next card showed. The 20th century's lampless road, past horrors frightful and obscene, lit by the moon, our card 18. This card displays stark and forlorn mankind's dark hour before the dawn. Auschwitz, Hiroshima, each blight, each tyranny obscures the light. This 22-card tarot set matches the Hebrew alphabet, with this moon card attributed to Kof, which means back of the head. Thus, mankind's unconscious minds implied his darker, more unreasoning side. It's the moon's blackest face we see, the underworld of Hecate. Mankind's long path is fraught with pain through Hecate's nightmare domain. The lethal nuclear stockpiles grow beneath her one crepuscular glow. O'er earth there hangs a cloud of doubt. Might man's light flare then be snuffed out? Mankind grows with its end obsessed. The very planet seems depressed. Wow. So, um, thank you, Alan Moore, for giving me proof that H-E-C-A-T-E is Hecate. I... <laughs> Good to know. I wish I could find this, the citation for this, but okay. Um... The famous DC Comics magician with a trench coat and spiky blonde hair, first name John. How do you pronounce his last name? Hellblazer was his comic. Keanu Reeves played him in the movie. How do you pronounce his last name? So let's all remember the fact, oh, not all, but let's James remember the fact that I got into comics like maybe three years ago and um, cherry pick what I read and have not read. Okay. So for those of you playing along at home, I at some point Alan Moore mentions in an interview that the character's name is pronounced John Constantine. Oh, you mean Constantine? Okay. Well, and for do you know that I, movie I, came out on my eight or no my seventeenth birthday? I considered happy seeing it. birthday to you. No, you got to see. I didn't see it, but I considered seeing it because it was rated R. Oh, this was an exciting yeah. moment. Okay. Um, so I keep trying to find if any of you can find a uh, issue of any DC comic where Etrigan shows up and has to reference that character of John Constantine or Teen by name, please let me know because Etrigan has to speak in rhyming couplets. Does okay? Does the, there's a TV show? Is the or there was a TV show? There was a TV show. I'm not. Sure. I didn't want to watch the TV show, um, so okay. maybe it's mentioned in there. Uh, but anyway, um, so that was chapter. That was a uh, card eighteen, chapter six. Um, At least the, multiples of three. Yes. Um, so in this chapter, um, they go camping. Zade uses magic for personal gain. <laughs> I'm glad you and, thought this way too, and um, <laughs> I don't know why, but like <clears throat> the less fantastic a world seems, um, a la Harry Potter, 
mm-hmm. the more that it seems like magic should come with a price. And I think this is a problem I have with this magic is because it is set in such a world that every other... In a world. <laughs> and that every other time it's been for, um, shown... I, I was really hoping you would do the voice over again, but... Uh, oh. it's It's always come with some kind of, like, if you do magic there are consequences or there you you know there's a price you, you got to keep the level the balance level i was i i i don't want to get too far ahead of myself for my my thoughts on what next cha- what happens in the next chapter uh, but i hope that she can't uh disassemble the tent and that she's called up something that she can't put down and so the tent is just stuck there forever but anyway is there a pitching um, she... the tent metaphor here for all the guys that uh, she's no but she talks about rods piercing it which Ooh, is okay. uh it would be a we're back to an erotic simple... novel right um and then um actual conflict happens <laughs> oh um so yeah so okay uh so we went we ended last chapter with hey maybe we you should join us on one of our camping trips and the next chapter is a few days later. I joined them on the camping trip. Yep. Cool. Um. Da, 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 da. All right. There's one thing. Um. Okay. So. But. She spends forty-five yeah, she, minutes she, trying to put up her tent. Right. Um. She says rod. Ha 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 ha. Um, Through the hole. Turns down. Da- yep. Yep. Um. Okay. Now, I'm going to I'm going to stall for time. Will you look up the following quote? A star is a huge flaming ball of gas. That is not what a star is, but only what it is made of. Uh, it reminds me of a quote that I've always loved, uh, but it's not cited. What we are made of and what we are are not the same, which is, I will give full credit, that is a nice sentiment. She also acknowledges, uh, continuing to die on the farmer's market hill, she actually acknowledges some realities of Las Vegas, which is that it's very bright. Uh, apparently moonlight and large glittery casino lights drown out all but the brightest stars i like that the apparently is there because i only assume it comes back that she's actually living in this hellacious <laughs> domed mega city okay and sometimes they just don't have the budget to turn the stars on so uh, who do you think said this quote i think it is lyrics and i think it is lyrics from a band that the author has a professional relation with you are wrong it is really? C.S. Lewis from The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Charles Spellman Lewis himself? It is, in fact, Charles Spellman Lewis himself. Wow. In our world, said Eustace, a star is a huge ball of flaming gas. Even in your world, my son, that is not what a star is, but only what it is made of. And another poet once said that the sun is a mass of and gets it ass like a giant nuclear furnace where hydrogen is turned into helium at a temperature of billions of degrees. You're so proud of yourself, aren't you? Um, she also acknowledges that Vegas is a desert, which is what I've been fucking saying, but apparently, no, I'm the asshole here. No one has called you an asshole. No, I'm going to Google where the farmer's markets are in Vegas. Look, it's really fun to prove your rants wrong. That's all. Cause Look, how they're often, emotionally accurate. How okay? often are your rants wrong? Not fucking very often, it's true. So I understand the novelty of me being wrong. Okay, I'm um, not saying that you are wrong, not wrong frequently. Ahem, ahem. So uh, most of the crew were drinking beer, which, again, I am picturing the Repo Man-esque like, can of 
beer <laughs> on it. And a few were uh, cooking. Right. Um and this is this is this is what really jumped out at me. <laughs> I have this um, highlighted too. At that exact moment, I wished I had a guy. If I had been dating someone, anyone, then he would have also been sleeping in the tent with me, therefore helping me put it together. <laughs> Not that I couldn't do it by myself, but I liked the idea of having someone to do things with. Here we go. Things like this <laughs> and other things. I was fiercely independent. The, the Finish the sentence. Off. Finish that sentence. But that... But that doesn't mean I always want to do things alone. <laughs> so the author has obtained real money, some of it mine, and I'm not proud of that, <laughs> to commit to the page, quote, things like this and other things. <laughs> I, I like... was going to talk about how narcissistic this is, but you're right. Oh, yeah, I mean, whatever. The whole fucking concept is sweaty. But the things like this and other things is is enough that it jumped out at me. Because I like the simplicity of an existence where everything is either pitching a tent or the sum totality of human existence. <laughs> it's it's it, it reminds me of something I saw on Twitter, uh, which is a photo of two books next to each other. What they teach you in Harvard Business School and what they don't teach you in Harvard <laughs> Business School. And the, the, the um, caption was, these two books contain the totality of human knowledge. Right, so, yes. Things like this and other things. And, yes, it is narcissistic. Um, then she uses magic for personal gain, which you're not supposed to do. Naughty, naughty. Do we want to talk about how she uses magic? Like how it's portrayed? Yeah, she, um, rubs my hands, rub, rubbed my hands together and thought hard about the tent rising and assembling itself. I waved my hands in elliptical motions, replaying that image in my mind. In a few seconds, my tent had risen by itself <laughs> and was sitting <laughs> securely on its own. I looked at it contentedly. Not too shabby, I thought pretty pleased with myself there is something to be said for the beauty of the narrator taking the time to express being self-satisfied three separate ways <laughs> in two lines I, I i i admire the devotion to that craft yeah uh okay um oh oh, oh. Um, she puts the sleeping bag inside, which I assume she does through mundane means, not I'm not means. sure. It says, I figured I, I, might, figured as I might as well throw that in too. So yeah, it's either, I'm assuming she brought a sleeping bag with her. So thus, yes, let's assume she threw that in. With her, with her hands, yes. not with her like, um, magic hands. Yes. Okay. So, so this, we get to the fun. So this is, oh God. Oh no. Oh, I may be right. When, Okay. Jackson and Zeb sitting next to each other talking. They were sitting close enough to the fire that the warm glow reflected off of Jackson's face, making him... <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. You're right. That the warm glow reflected off of Jackson's face, making him look almost angelic. Yeah, Again, there's a missing red comment pen. there. Yeah. For a split second, though, the glow off of Zeb's face somehow made him look just a tad... Dot, dot, dot. 
evil. So I saw that last line and I thought, well, okay, if everyone has a nickname and Mac is short for MacGyver and CS is short for CS Lewis. Wait, no, Charles Spellman. Charles Spellman (laughs) is short for CS. It's a, it's a backronym. Um, They they also call him CS. Okay. Um, So I thought Zeb would be a, um, you twist it around a bit. And I was thinking of, of course, Beelzebub. Uh, I like that. Um, but the, um, the contrast of Angelic Jackson makes me terrified that I may be right. <laughs> um, it is interesting. Like there, the comments thrown in and it's not explained. Okay. Like. All right. Um, so there is that more generic beer. Zeb is getting used to Zade. Um, yeah, apparently they're going to be the best of friends at some point. This is just how he always is. Yep. Um, Jackson and Zade exchange human-like conversation. Um, and the, the whole, again, like like other scenes between well, two human beings, it reads... Go ahead. It reads like it's been translated from another language. Um, it does. And what even adds to that is... Uh the line i guess jackson wanted to change the subject and quickly change gears to ask the mundane question like humans do you know humanly <laughs> but it's it's it says the mundane question and then it goes do you like camping are you an outdoorsy kind of girl that's more than one question like that is really nitpicky I... which one is the mundane question well considering that one of those issues was solved using magical means. I would have to say, are you an outdoorsy kind of girl is the, uh, do you like camping is the mundane question. Are you an outdoorsy kind of girl? I would say it's not because are you an outdoorsy kind of girl? I mean, I'm not any kind of girl, I, I <laughs> but. <laughs> so is our uh, main character an outdoorsy kind of girl? Um, Yes, because witches tend to have to spend a lot of time outside. Here's the first line I went, okay, this I could have done with a paragraph on. Like, explain your magic world for the right. love so, so of what God. are the rules? Yes. What, what, what are the rules? She's, uh, the, the, the book jacket ma- mentions chaos magic. Okay. So I'm not, like, again, you don't have to explain it at a level that I would be stoked about. Like, you don't have to go on to this whole, like, fucking eight page digression about the history of Jack Parsons and his occult rocketry studies. Which or, book of that is, which, um, which book do I have of yours is that? Do you have, do you have the one, the Peter Lavenda book about, um, da, 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 uh, shit balls. Uh, the dark Lord is the title. No, I don't it. have that one. Uh, the dark Lord is about, Oh, this is going to, the dark. It was, a. I don't. I have your Necronomicons, um, the Gold. Yeah, you've got you've got all you've got the Simon Necronomicon, and you've got some uh, cast magic books. Okay, Kenneth Grant. Okay, um, so brief pause to talk about Kenneth Grant. Uh, Kenneth Grant is delightful. Uh, He was a disciple of Aleister Crowley, um, or Aleister Crowley, Aleister Crowley, whatever that guy. (laughs) Uh, The most wickedest man alive. and his big addition to the 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 whole Crowley thing is the addition of the Lovecraft mythos okay. to the the OTO. 
And I love it because Crowleyan magic is so syncretic as is. I mean, it's just barring from all sorts of things. It makes me so happy that one of his students was like, uh, Alester, you, you missed something and decided to add in the Cthulhu gods. And that, that makes me so happy. So you don't need a digression about that, but okay. So there are witches in this world. Witches have to spend a lot of time outside. Are they, is it, does that, is that because they're they're it's earth magic or is it connected to the sky or is it, you know, is it yeah, a druidic just, tradition or is it, you know, are no, they all riding around with lubed up broomsticks jammed between their legs? Yeah. Like for fable, fable, we just did um, a natural issue, which talks about elemental magic and every magic, everybody's magic from in that comes from. Wait, is this, is this, a, is this a donkey skin yes. version called a natural issue? Unnatural issue. Does that mean you finally did the lambskin book that I was joking about ever since you started this thing? No, actually, there is no animal skin in this. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it was actually a really fascinating take. It's donkey skin set right before World War One with magic. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Then, so, anyway. Oh, you need to go listen to that episode. If you want to listen to me rant about something for, like, 20 minutes about how angry I am that you did not earn, you did not earn the ending that you got, that book. But okay. anyways, okay. there's magic. It's, it's a system. So the book that we read is a standalone, but it's the sixth in a series. So like part of it, we're going, we probably don't understand your entire magical system because there's five other books that probably explain part of it. But at least there was enough that it's like your magic comes from your relationship with water. Yours comes from a you know relationship with earth, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you you can't even though a lot of complaints about jk rowling is how much like magic gets thrown in as um uh deus ex machina thank you i always get that confused with just the movie um it, it still has rules and it still has a history a background um and this so far doesn't, you know, there's no, you don't have it to say be... a spell. You don't have to wave a wand. You don't have to do, you just think about it really hard. But maybe you do, or maybe certain people do. It would be easier if there weren't lines like that, where you could ex- establish Zade as uh, a black swan. Like a, 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 but if, if she's hinting at, this broader world that she is a part of. Right. Then you need to take steps to explain that. But yeah, um, you can't, there is a point like we're not saying put everything out on the first page, but you know, you, you have to have something like mm -hmm. so that we can go. Okay, cool. That makes sense in this context. So, um, so after that happens, you know, she and Jackson talk at each other. Mac shows up. Um, she leaves Jackson for Mac. Right. And they, they're they doing that, hey, we kind of like each other now thing. Um, there is a lot of talk about what he's wearing. Now I will. I, there again. is a lot of talk about it. And the fact that he looks somewhat like a hipster. 
but in a, a hipster that could actually hunt actually do and things, do other manly right. things most hipsters don't know how to do. Lanny Sarum's got something against hipsters. A manly hipster what? without a beard, though, thankfully, because I'm not a fan of beards. <sighs> I love a good beard. Yeah, it's... <sighs> I, I do... I don't mind, like... I respect that there is enough attention to detail just... that she mentions Carhartts. Like, yep, that is that is absolutely what, you know, Carhartt is a company that makes overalls. Right. Shout out to the author. Um, no beards. There's, yeah, there's, the detail is in the wrong spot. Um, so, and yeah, then, they talk. Yeah. There's no really sense of. You know, did you invite me because you like me? Did you invite me because you want to be friends? Um, Riley walks up and inter- interrupts. Because now, in comes Sophia and Mel Prime. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so I was never a, a, a teenage girl. <laughs> okay. So again, much like with the online beefs, you're going to have to do a lot more of the heavy lifting. Um, well, is this how teenage girls act? So here's I didn't. Here's my problem. Um, I went to. There's a, just the one problem. Wow, wow, you went there. <clears throat> I, I meant with the book. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought you meant with me. <laughs> oh no, no. Um, on the day I had therapy and everything, man, cannot unbreak that tomorrow. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I went to a high school that my freshman year was the year it opened. So my particular class. Oh, like, God, you were the there was no well, we sense had of sophomores and we had jun- some juniors. But like, I think our junior class ended up being um, I don't think it hit 200 people. So like I did not get there was still drama and things like that, but it wasn't like there wasn't really clicks or at least I didn't see clicks. I mean, sure. People hung out together, but it wasn't like this click hates this click kind of thing. Like, well, if, my... if, if it's the year, if it's the year that the high school opened, then you don't really have time to separate into in group, out group. You're all in group because right. you're all, it's you're all first years there. Right. So I didn't get to experience, I experienced mean girls in middle school. Um, oh sure, because I yeah, because middle school is literally what hell on earth is. But then when you when you leave the middle school, you suddenly are driving in traffic in Manhattan, and then when you park the car and get out, you walk into middle school, and it's just a big circle, and that is hell. Um, so I experienced Mean Girls a little bit um, my sophomore year, and like shut it down really quick. Um, that being said, this feels like cliche Mean Girls. Yeah, because Sophia and Mel Prime show up and give Zaid guff for flirting with Mac. I've never had a girl come up to me. Neither have I. And tell, you're funny, um, and tell me that I wasn't attractive enough for someone or like because they couldn't get it. I couldn't. Um, I did have a pregnant seventh grader tell me that my blue jean skirt and boyfriend's red hoodie did not match with my black Wait. boots. And I just now, looked at her and went, but you were seven months pregnant. Okay. Now, now, a person who was in the seventh grade 
It was either seventh and or eighth grade. But yes, it was middle school. And was seven months pregnant. Yeah. So what state was this in? In Georgia. Okay. Just just I didn't wanna I didn't wanna <laughs> pluck the low hanging peach, but you know It might have been freshman it, year. We I remember the first pregnant girl I saw was seventh grade. So they all kind of blurred together. Sorry, all you pregnant girls that I went to <laughs> school with. <laughs> all the pregnant ladies, all the pregnant ladies. All um, the pregnant ladies. All the pregnant ladies. I can't remember what year I was really into wearing my black boots with all my outfits because I repeated that last year. <clears throat> so yeah, like this is there's this weird First of all, there needs to be three. Yeah, Sophia the fact needs... that the... I assumed there was a third the first time I read this. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> Sophia Mel and fucking Stuart Sutcliffe. I was going to say a Britney would work. Okay, yeah, or that. But yeah, obviously this is, this is... Like, if you were watching Cinderella and she had... She has two sisters. Two... But like... It's always in threes. It's always, always, always in threes. No, I think it's just because of Mean Girls. We now think of it in threes. Okay. Evil stepsisters. Okay, don't use evil stepsisters as a metaphor. Evil stepsisters always come in twos. All right. But it's it just it. But Mean Girls always come in threes. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yes. That. It's. It, I, I, <laughs> I'm I, just giving I, you I the line. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Okay, okay. I, you are absolutely. There are two. There are two evil stepsisters in Cinderella. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he says are there... like I don't do a fairy tale podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope, you're, nope, you're right. You're right. Are there three good fairies? Is that what I'm thinking of? There are three good fairies and Sleeping Beauty. That's what I'm thinking of. There are three dresses and donkey skin. Three show up. I think threes tend to signify good things in fairy tales. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a hot take to say that the number three is significant in in, in fables and should we archetypes. sit and talk about that and the the Christianity aspects of that? Anyways, um, so yeah, there is not a third mean girl, um, and it would be the very insecure one, I guess, or the very stupid one. I can't figure out which one Mel's supposed to be because basically she's just the one that sleeps around is her character. Yeah, I mean. Mel's kind of the flavor flav to Sophia's Chuck D. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I did like that Zade said, bless your heart. Mm-hmm. But here's what you don't do, is you don't say, bless your heart, and then fucking stammer on for four <laughs> pa- pages afterwards. Because it's, bless your heart, mic drop, fucking... Yeah, bless your heart is enough of an insult, and you walk right. away. She does not do that. Um, she gives herself credit for being so bold. Zade after, one, stupid girl zero. At, being so bold after saying something written using three separate ellipses <laughs> and one uh. Then they do the garbage pail kids thing of Zade is more beautiful on the inside and Mel is beautiful on the outside but ugly on the inside. Right. Did you know the song Ugly Girl by 100 Monkeys? Nope. Uh, interesting fact. Another band that she managed for. 
cool. I okay. I figured. I I I just assumed that was the case. And I had oh, this no. moment of, I could I could listen to that song or I could not. And I did and went. Yeah, I don't know who hundred monkeys are. I, you know, I think in this case you took the road less traveled. Um, <laughs> and that has made all the difference. Um, then we're back to to slasher vision. Um, because so wait, I just want to go back to the song really quick. Um. There's a song called Ugly Girls that I swear is about both of you, blah, blah, blah. If I was a star in my own movie, this the song I was thinking of, in this case by the band 100 Monkeys, could start playing. Do you think when this movie gets adapted, into, or this book gets adapted into a movie, that's going to happen? Um, I think that it's going to be like... Uh... I think it's going to be like the craft soundtrack, I believe is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Let me just confirm because if I recall correctly, um yes. Uh the craft has a bunch of covers on it. Yes. So, um How Soon Is Now, performed by Love Spit Love, is obviously the the big one. Uh Letters to Cleo does a really good does a does a solid dangerous type. I'll give him credit for that. So so I think what we're going to have is um, a bunch of covers of songs. Yeah yeah exactly. It's not all covers. Um, there's an Elastica original on it. Um, I think the Space Hog song is an original one. Uh, Matthew Sweet like there's there's some good stuff on here. But yeah, um, I, I I I have a feeling that we're gonna get a bunch of b-grade indie songs covered by b-grade indie bands of the moment of the then moment i think i could see that happening um but yeah we go back to slasher vision because but it's not uh, slasher vision of mac no no um it's of sophia and mel prime and uh mel and sophia are arguing about why Sophia is being such a pill and which still really isn't explained and then Jackson shows up yes with the cheesiest Jackson, fan fiction Jackson line shows up like David Boreanaz in the first three fucking episodes <laughs> of Buffy because he shows up he says something cryptic and then he pieces out yes apparently he has uh, watched this entire exchange which means that Zayd got up went to talk to mac and jackson went and hung out by the tree just waiting for them to arrive or like waiting for them to be done talking there's a lot of scenes in this book there are a lot of scenes that only make sense if you assume one participant was observing a completely unrelated extended interaction between two other participants. Yep. There there's a lot of um like you could shoot the it, it we we keep talking about slasher vision but f- the fundamental action of this narrative is someone stepping out of the shadows. Repeatedly. It, it, and, and, and it's it's never not, it's never really explained like that. But so many scenes are A and B, A and B, A and B, C, out of nowhere. And frequently C is Jackson. Right. 
and so maybe he's the slasher. But that ends chapter six. Um, I really just want to like the what he says to them, like, is so beyond cheesy. And got oh, the fact that got past like anything. If it matters, I don't agree with her. I think she's much hotter on the outside as well as the inside. And tips his beer at them, cool guy style, and walks away. So do you think that Mel and Sophia tried to get with Jackson at any point? Um, that would make as much sense as any other possible action. I, I you know, it's, I don't know. Jackson's got that ska band to worry well, about. That's true. And so we'll, we'll see. I have to, I, I, I have to say I'm not as inspired by this chapter as I was by chapter five. I feel like chapter five and six could have been combined kind of into one chapter. Not a lot happens in either. No. The big moment is this confrontation. Right. Which is mean girl high school-esque. Right. And it is a more interesting confrontation than the Mac Zade confrontation because I think all involved parties are equally worthless <laughs> in this one. Because I think with with Mac and Zade, we were both like, no, 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 workplace safety is a thing, yes. and you know that that's so. I don't know. I guess next chapter, I I I, I don't think that I'm going to get. I'm ever going to get the uh, the the revels in honor of Father Dagon and Mother Hydra <laughs> that I was really hoping for. Uh, so next chapter, I say, man, yeah, I'm goose eggs on this one. Uh, they obviously have to go back. Uh, there has to be. Um... Oh yeah, I'm looking at what next chapter is, and it's gonna be interesting. Oh God, um, I think that one of Sophia or Mel probably Mel winds up dead okay uh because at the, at some point in the slasher movie bodies have to start p- piling up and um blame will be focused on jackson because he was the only other person around and uh yeah like i think it'll be a lot of tears and rec- recriminations as everyone tries to blame each other for uh mel's Mel Prime's death. So and... basically the rest of this book is still out in the camping grounds over the next Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Uh, but but the thing is, um, the whole Mel, another Mel, Mel Prime yeah. thing, that that's not a continuity error. See, what happened is that this isn't Mel Prime. This is, this is just another Pri- Mel. And Mel Prime is going through the novel slaughtering everyone named Mel. Interesting. Like in Jet Li's The One. So she can assume the power of all the other Mel's and become the the one Mel in the entire multiverse and 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 rule with an iron Mel fist. So I think that's what's happening here. I think it were it's going to be Cabin in the Woods meets Jet Li's The One. That is that is my pick for chapter seven. Strength. Yes. I can tell yes, you indeed. that we're gonna have a lot to talk about in the next chapter. Hopefully, it won't be internet beefs this time. Uh, um, no, specifically about the chapter. Okay, cool. Um, all right, recommendation time. Last week, I recommended Hannibal. I still recommend Hannibal. I would suggest spacing it out over more time than a week because I have been having some fun dreams. 
fucked up dreams. Oh my god. Is that really all you're going to recommend? Is the same recommendation? We can't put a rule in where you can't recommend the same thing twice? I am I am clarifying my previous recommendation. Okay. Definitely watch Hannibal. Let's face it out. Probably don't watch three seasons of it in a week. Yeah, um, I had a really, really bad um, serial killer dream uh, two nights ago. Like... It was really insane and actually would have made like a really good movie or story and woke mm-hmm. up and was like, what the fuck? And then I realized I had binged all of season two of Slasher over like three days and was like, mm, yeah, I get it now. Um, I am going to uh, shift gears a little bit and recommend playing a JRPG on the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, I just got myself a Nintendo 3DSM uh, a couple weeks ago to treat myself because reasons um because because treat you didn't watch park and parks and rec this is why no no okay um treat yourself is a day and you do that right okay sure that's watch, a parks and rec reference fucking parks and rec at some point i i grew up in indiana okay <laughs> i've i've lived parks and rec but uh the complaints a lot of people uh, the the complaint the complaints that I have seen about JRPGs as a genre is that they are very tedious and grindy, but playing it on a portable system is great because you can just close the system and go do something else, put it in sleep mode for a while, and it'll be fine. And in modern America, it is really comforting to have an obstacle that can be overcome with sustained low intensity relaxing effort (laughs) so yeah my recommendation is play a jrpg um most of them turn-based super relaxing you can just kind of sit down and watch anime people beat on each other for a little bit occasionally press buttons uh your turn i'm going to recommend another podcast that i started today because of a recommendation on my oh other podcast <laughs> you cannot oh god something that you're not listening to oh <laughs> and yet and yet here we are so there is a podcast that was started back in january called Potterotica, where the two hosts now three hosts actually apparently there are now three um go chapter by chapter and read um Potter, Harry Potter erotica. They are not reading it to insult the fan base or anything like that. They are reading it genuinely because they love Harry Potter and they love the fact that this exists and they get the author's permission to read these stories. And honestly, it is so light and fun and just amusing. I don't know. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I enjoy the fact that people take their time to pair up the people that they want from these books because there's a lot of people in those books. And now I'm really curious if there's any handbook for mortal fan fiction. Did I ever tell you what my first exposure to erotic fan fiction was? No, I am now curious. Wait, wait, Buffy. No. Oh, okay. Draco Snape (laughs) tentacle porn. Okay, tell me more. I really think you should be able to fill in the blanks. Lord knows the blanks were well and truly filled in I mean, in the fanfic. <laughs> Did you stumble across this? Did someone go, I think you would like this? 
Um, the person I was dating was like, oh, hey, you should check this out. It's crazy. And I went, okay. So it was, this is amusing. You should check this out. Not like, this is something that, well, you know what? Nope. I'm not gonna, yeah. To each you, his own. I, horses for courses. Exactly. Is, absolutely. So yeah. Um, there is Potterotica. no yucking of yums. Yes, I listened to the entire first season and almost finished their quick season. So they do long stories and then short stories um and apparently they do the short ones as facebook live so i will cannot wait to see that um so yeah if you like harry potter if you like my dad wrote a porno um for the aspect of it being amusing this is not we're sitting here my dad wrote a porno is a lot of like you don't understand sex this is not what this is like but if you just like knowing that you're re- hearing about dirty things while you work. <laughs> and then you realize that someone's going to be in the office across from you, even though that office is usually empty. And maybe you want to turn down the Harry Potter erotica while you're in your office today. <laughs> that recommendation got really specific. <laughs> yeah. One of these safety guys came in and I was like, oh, Sape's talking about how he doesn't like blowjobs. I should turn this down. <laughs> so... All right. Uh, where else can people find you on the internet when you're not beefing with authors on Twitter? I don't beef with anybody. Oh, okay. Not yet, right. at least. Oh, if someone wants beef, please don't. I get really anxious. Um, you can find me on my other two podcasts. <laughs> I'm queuing up the lose yourself beat in the background. <laughs> I don't understand why, but okay. Well, are... are, are is there vomit on your sweater already? Oh Mom's God. spaghetti? You can stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my own personal Taylor Swift, uh, Katy Perry drama. Um, so where you can find me on the internet. I host two other podcasts, Judging Book Covers uh, and Fable Yellow Retellings. Um, the first one is a bi-weekly book club. And the second one takes uh, fairy tales where it discusses it and modern adaptations of it. Um, we're almost done with season three for that. And yeah, it's going to be good. Um, actually, we just added, we, I just added uh, this podcast to the Judging Book Covers website because I don't want to open a third website to control it all. Um, so you can go to judgingbookcovers.com to find out more about this podcast or contact us or, you know, episodes. And And where can people find you? Over the Tabletop Podcast, a two-player board game podcast. Uh, This most recent episode, we devoted to family games and discussion of the song My Neck, My Back, which I had never heard. You've never Uh, heard? Okay, uh, fucking Christ. <laughs> I haven't listened was it, to this week's episode yet, so. Uh, no, that's fine. You're not missing a whole lot. But, like, okay, was that song a radio hit? If so, how? I have no idea if it was a radio hit, but I definitely knew it. Oh, God. Um, But anyway. I'm trying to remember over the tabletop came out. Uh, over the Tabletop podcast on Twitter, Facebook, over the tabletop.libson.com, blah, 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 blah. Um, give us a listen. Uh, we have a very cute cat. 
So yes, find me there. And if you want beef, I'll rustle cattle. So bring it. Um, as for this podcast, again, you can find us on judgingbookcovers.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Handbook Podcast. Um, we will be back next week to talk about Chapter 7, which yes, indeed. is... Strength. Thank you. Um, and we'll see you then. Bye. Be seeing you.